you ever feel like technology is just a bunch of digital noise? It's important to know what it's really about. This is Telecom Talk with host Pat Pittman. Pat brings over a half century of experience in the telecom industry and has seen firsthand many changes, regulations, and new technology. Now, she answers your questions. Here's your host, Pat Pittman. Well, good afternoon. We're here today at Telecom Talk, and we're going to be talking about how to be the best remote worker you can be. A lot of people are working remote these days, and there's a lot of tricks and things to go along with it. And to help me out today, I have Fran Blackburn. Fran is from Vertical Communications, and she is the Vice President of Consultant Marketing. So, Fran, say hello. Hi, Pat. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I understand that you're the consultant marketing for vertical communications. What exactly does that mean? That means I have the opportunity to work with consultants in the industry and I work on the marketing team for vertical communications. I enjoy working with business leaders, solving problems, and being creative. In fact, my husband says I add boxes to the crossword puzzles. <laughs> but working with consultants, I have the opportunity to help them help their clients. And working in technology industry, it really keeps us on our toes. It keeps changing, and, and it's really exciting. It's never boring. And I enjoy finding solutions for challenges. So that's what we do with the consultants is make sure they stay happy. Okay, so you deal strictly with consultants. Primarily, yes. I work on the marketing team, and, and we do a lot of collaborative work, but primarily I work with the consultants in the industry, in the technology industry. Interesting. That sounds like it could be really fun. It's a blast. I love it. I've done it for a long time. I know you have. Um, this is not the first company I know Fran from, um, but what do you enjoy about vertical communications? You know, in my case, I think the stars are aligned. I get to work with the amazing consultants, supporting them from a company that really believes in and demonstrates the fantastic customer support and partners with the best technology manufacturers. Vertical Communications has a strong focus on customer service and ensuring that customers have that warm cocoa feeling. You know what that's like. Uh huh. Yep. Oh, absolutely. The same support that the customers have had over the years, now we provide that to the consultants. And the, the consultants really need to know that their, their clients are taken care of. It's really important. And when business owners need help understanding what technology is, is best for them, our engineers are available to have a discussion on what solution would best fit. So we're just not one, one solution. As a partner company, Vertical doesn't have just a hammer looking for a nail. We have tools that fit the environment of the customer, a tailored fit, you might say. That sounds wonderful. As a consultant, that's always helpful to have somebody who knows what they're talking about um, helping us you know, through the equipment and through the various technologies that you bring to the table. Um, and and that's really... Go ahead. I'll say that's one of the biggest benefits from a vertical perspective. They're available, they're willing, they're able, and it's, it's really exciting to work with them. Well, how has your business changed recently due to the, total, the environment of today? Oh, wow. When the world as we knew it took a quick turn a few months ago, many of our customers needed, to, needed the support to move from their regular office moving home. They had to move their business operations. 
And 8x8 is one of the products that we support. 8x8 is a company that offers business communications in the cloud. So that means our recent 8x8 customers were thrilled when all they had to do was take their phone from their offices to their homes, connect to the same business resources using their home router. So they could use their computer to access the same business communications, and you had a smooth, seamless transition, which worked really well. Those customers that had 8x8 made a quick and easy transition working from home. So a lot changed at that point, Pat. I can understand that, especially the ease of just picking up your phone and taking it home. Um, That's a devil of a lot easier than trying to set this all up when something happens. especially absolutely. Especially since... We weren't all prepared for it. Right. And I've been a remote worker for a real long time, actually about over 20 years. And when I first started at Vertical, you know, they sent me the phone and it connected. And, you know, I did that a couple years ago and it, it was just a great experience. Wow. That is, and I bet a lot of people out there would love to have had that. Absolutely. In fact, other customers needed a quick fix to transition their companies to work from home. And now we're working with them for a longer-term solution. So if they didn't currently have a cloud solution, they may be looking at that option now. Well, you must have been really busy when this first happened. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, there were a lot of things going on, a lot of changes happening. But, you know, I got to brag on the technical team. The guys are amazing, and they really care about their customers. Again, I like that warm cocoa analogy, and it just brings it home. Um. One thing that popped into my mind was um, how how big or how small do you have to be to have a cloud service? You know what? You can be one line and one phone. And then really? you can be as large as you want to go. Absolutely. So if you're a little company, you could still do that. In fact, if you want to think about your business, and, and I'll give you an analogy here. Okay. Um, and if you figure out what might be a focus area for your business thinking about your priorities. If you're thinking about OPEX spend, a technology upgrade, like if you're the kind of person that wants to upgrade your cell phone every time a new one comes out. Yeah. If you need flexibility in that capability and the software, scalability, so you're going to grow, you're going to shrink, you're going to change size. You want fewer resources on site. Maybe you have remote working employees. And maybe you have a multi-location environment. Those, if that package looks really good to you, you might be a good advocate for a cloud, being a cloud customer. Okay. Now, from a, a premise perspective, you might have these priorities. You might have a CapEx investment that you're ready to spend. If you like a stable environment with your technology and you don't like change, if you want full control of your system, if you want to have total data ownership, independence from the Internet service, and, and maybe you have, you know, an existing investment in your equipment. You know, that might be a reason that, that you want to keep your equipment on-prem. Okay, so you can have almost like a hybrid situation. Oh, absolutely. You can do either or in a combination. Yep. Okay, great. Now, for a few of our listeners um, who probably might not be totally up on the technology, can you give us a simple explanation of cloud services? Good question. Uh, Basically, your equipment is not on site. Your equipment is going to be located in another location, and and they talk about uh, being cloudy. You have different types of clouds. But in general, the, the capability not to have your equipment on site 
and you can have it remote so that someone else is managing it, someone else is doing the upgrades where you don't see that piece of it and you don't have to deal with it, and you have um, additional support, a little more, I'm just going to say TLC, but as far as your requirements, if you want to have something that's um, remote and in the cloud, maybe a great opportunity for you to you know, have a little more support. Okay. Um, it's funny because like, uh, people ask about the cloud all the time, and I just tell them, you know, think of it as just another building somewhere, you know, a, a building in Pennsylvania where all your equipment sits. It's not in the sky, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Some people wonder about that. Yeah. And the good news, too, is you want to have backup. So maybe it's in Pennsylvania and maybe one's in London, you know. So if you want to have a backup and, and something happens and you need a, an operation that has backup and you've, you've got it available. If I have an existing telephone number, can I bring that with me to the cloud? I'm going to use our, our friendly um, attorney's answer and say, you know, it depends. <laughs> And, and typically, yes, you can do that. And there are situations where you can migrate your phone number. You can also call forward your phone number. And we've had different customers that are initially, especially when this you know, whole thing happened a couple months ago, mm. when they wanted to keep their own phone numbers, and they could just forward those and then later on make the transition. So there are several options. Okay, because I know that sometimes the telephone company takes a while to port the number if they can port it. right. So, yeah. Right. And they, they, they will. Um, and then depending on your situation, if you want to keep the same number, sometimes they'll forward, sometimes they'll port it over. Okay. And it can be, yeah, it, it'll be totally seamless to the end user. You know, they won't see what's happening, and they'll just dial the same, same phone number for whatever support they're looking for if they want to purchase something from you. Okay, so that sounds like a good deal. Now, what do I have to buy to put on my you know, put it home to have this service? Well, as far as being at home right now, I've got a telephone connected to my router. And so then you'll have a service charge from a cloud perspective. I also have the same resources through my computer. So depending on the type of equipment that you have, um, you can have, you can run the same communications, the same if you want to do meeting rooms, if you want to have phone calls, if you want to have just all sorts of applications and capabilities. So you can run it just through, uh, and what I use is a Polycom phone. They sent me a Polycom phone, and it connects to my router, and then my laptop, you don't even have to have a phone. You could even use just your, your computer and a headset. And I do that for a lot of calls, too. Okay, almost like the, what they call the soft phone. Yeah, that, absolutely. Okay, so that's just the ability to make a phone call from your computer? Yes. Okay. Hey, that sounds interesting. <laughs> and how big can you grow? As big as you want to. You know, it's really, really I, yeah, the limits as far as locations, there are, there are limitations, but the companies that, you know, we're, we're focused on a lot of midsize and enterprise consultants, but as far as uh, uh, companies, sorry about that. Uh, but as far as being able to grow your organization, it's uh, the, the, one of the top numbers I've heard is 40,000 locations. So oh. if you've got a customer like that, I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> so would I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll work together on that one, Pat. <laughs> Boy, you're not kidding. That'd be fun. Oh, oh absolutely. So, it sounds like it's pretty easy to bring up a new location. Oh, yeah. Really easy to bring up a location. And, you know, when our, like I said, when our 
customers needed to move home. Um, it was it was a simple capability. Actually, I've got a, a story to tell you too. We had a, a cloud company that actually I should say a service company in the Denver area, and they had a call center. They decided they wanted to migrate their call center at in the middle of a Monday afternoon of a work week, and huh. it was pretty incredible. So it's nothing that you know people that are have call centers are a little bit in shock, but as far as being able to bring that call center up in the middle of the afternoon and have not a glitch, things went really well. There were some adjustments people wanted to make on their screens to be able to have the look and feel they had previously, but oh my gosh, it was smooth. And I, you know, was a little tentative, actually a lot tentative about that, but it went really well. Well, it sounds sounds really easy to be able to um, have a remote worker. Yes, absolutely. You know, in fact, one of the the best practices um, for an installation, in in addition to having a remote worker, is the um, the capability of having your phone side by side. So, if you wanted to have, if you wanted to implement a new cloud solution, you could implement it and not go live. You could have it up for a couple of weeks, testing it, playing with it. Everybody, everybody, you learn how to use the new telephones, and then cut it over. But as far as having a, a cloud solution at home, yes, it's, it's very simple. And it's, it's easy to migrate people. I'm thinking that, you know, if they were tentative before and trying to consider whether or not to move cloud, move to the cloud, now would be a really good time to consider those options all over again. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the things people need to think about now is, you know, what's going to happen in the future? How do you plan for the future when it's something like this? Oh, exactly. In fact, um, a lot of times with the uh, the benefits of what we have now, I mean, people have lower costs. They're uh, working remotely. If they work remotely 50% more of the time, you can save the company $11,000 annually. A lot of those expenses come with the office buildings. You have less equipment. Uh, the home workers, you can you estimated they'll save $3,100 in equipment costs. That's not to mention coffee and toilet paper. Uh, they'll commute a lot really? less. And That's that, true. <laughs> Xerox saves over $10 million annually in travel costs by using remote teleworking to eliminate 92 million miles of travel, which is pretty incredible. And as far as, you know, people spend more time working rather than um, commuting. So they're, And I know I do that. As far as... Um, being able to get to work and work as long as I need to and then hit whatever the next thing I'm doing mm-hmm. works out really well. When did the relocations. Yeah. You know, oh, that's true. Save money on their relocations as well. Yeah, I bet. They can move their offices and everybody can stay where they are. Absolutely. Well, great. And you've got a, a larger talent pool. Mm, yeah. Especially in today's environment. Um, oh, for sure. How did you feel when you were first asked to go home and become a remote worker? Well, in the beginning, what I did was I moved from Texas to back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, living in an area where we didn't have a whole lot of um, high-tech companies in the area, it was a challenge in the beginning because uh, this, was, this was 20 years ago. And you know, the best thing I had was you know, a computer and a telephone. And I had would have slow connectivity speeds, not like what we have mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So very, very different. And as far as um, you know, email and phone calls were really about the only tools I had. 
when video meetings came along, you know, people shied away from their cameras. But now, you know, when people are at their homes, uh, with more people using video to connect, more people are using it. And we have chat rooms and meeting rooms, all sorts of collaboration tools to share ideas and, and post documents. And, you know, as far as the business tools, we can stay connected, communicate in different ways. And you can adjust to your style depending on what you're comfortable with or what you're trying to accomplish. So it's, you know, it varies a little bit. And in fact, the, the, I think the most difficult part was when you're working in an office and a new tool comes out and it's like, oh, hey, how does this work? And somebody's got an answer for you. Well, now you just have to reach out differently, right? So instead of uh, uh, hollering at somebody or walking into somebody's office, now you're going to catch them on the chat tool or you're going to invite them to a meeting or maybe even just pick up the phone. Go, okay, how does this work? And how can we make that happen a little bit better? And you know, when you have the right tool set, Business operations are seamless. It works really well. Wow, that really sounds that sounds incredible. Really, I can remember the first time uh, when I was working for a large telecommunications company that they said, "We're going to give you a you know we're going to pay for a telephone and give you a computer. You're going to go home and work." And I was like, "I'm not so sure I'm going to like this." <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, you're so used to being in an office, having people around, having coffee breaks. Those exactly. kinds of things. And, you know, having somebody to talk to, I'm thinking, this is going to be difficult for me because I'm, you know, your basic chatterbox. How long did it take you to adjust, Pat? Oh, about a week and a half. <laughs> a week and a half. <laughs> and what do you like about it now? <laughs> uh, everything. Okay, talking about breaks, I think it's about that time we're going to take a break, listen to our commercial And we'll be back in about three minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You are listening to Telcom Talk. To reach Pat Pittman or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to ppittman at stonegate-consulting.com. That's P-P-I-T-T-M-O-N at stonegate-consulting.com. Now, back to Telecom Talk. Well, hi. Now that we're back, we're back with Fran Blackburn from Vertical Communications. Fran is the Vice President of Consultant Marketing with Vertical. And Fran, um, we were talking just before the break about how it feels being a remote worker. Um, how is the changes in the human interaction have changed? And do you have any best practices you might want to share? Oh, I think so. I've been doing this for quite a while. And really, to, to stay connected and on track, you know, it's important to have regular sync-ups with your team. And regular depends on the type of work you're doing and the sort of teams that you're working with. And it could be with different teams. But to keep everybody engaged and on the same page, you know, sharing information and communication is more important than ever now, providing updates, um, challenges, you know, successes, and you've seen the information where they're saying, yes, you need to share the successes with everybody in the team to keep everybody going. Absolutely. That's the way you want to keep everybody connected and, and stay positive. And, you know, depending on the information and how you want to share it, it could be a quick chat. It could be a company-wide email or, you know, sharing a presentation. just depends on, on how you want to share your details. You know, I, I worked for a company that held large group meetings, and at the headquarters office, they would serve lunch. And this was back in the beginning of being home. And without considering the people remotely, you know, they'd go on and have their regular meeting. Well, from a remote perspective, the, you know, the room was loud. It was difficult to hear. But over time, they improved that. We had better audio. We could hear the speaker, and they put the microphone closer to who was presenting. But the best experience was when you know, they held a lunch meeting and included all the remote employees, and lunch was delivered to the homes of all the remote folks in advance. So not only did we get to hear and participate and share, and they would unmute and let us share, but then we also got to have lunch, too. You know, that's one of those things you miss when you're, when you're remote. So, I, you know, I'd recommend keeping in mind the people that you're engaging, you know, the type of work that needs to be done, and, and being creative. You know, think outside the box. How can you include everybody in that process? Yeah, that is an excellent idea. Um, you know, having been remote myself for many years, uh, you rarely felt like you were part of the organization. Of course, you know, I'm talking 20 years ago myself, Um I always felt just sort of out there and that nobody really knew I was there unless I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Yep. Well, and now with the tools and you see everybody on screen and you can do your Hollywood Squares approach with several of the different tools and see everybody. And you can really tell, you know, when you use those tools, if somebody's paying attention or not, <laughs> <laughs> if they're multitasking, they're not just on a voice call anymore. It's really kind of interesting. How did you, um, how did they decide what you wanted for lunch? You know, they asked me, which was really cool. So they had someone handling the whole thing and basically asked if I had a, a favorite restaurant nearby and I wanted to make it easy. So I chose one of the local sandwich shops and 
they called up. And actually, I made the, I told them exactly what I wanted. They made the the phone call and then had it delivered at a certain time. They worked out really well. Did they continue to do that? You know, they did it a couple times, but, um, you know, things move on and teams change. And um, that's just one of those ideas that if, you know, you have a team and I would recommend if you do a regular meeting and you do have uh, meetings with meals, it's just a great way to do it. So they didn't do it on a, too regular of a basis because I know it's expensive to do that as well. Well, I mean, if they're paying for lunch for the people in the office. I mean, that's not any really any more expensive than, you know, getting a sandwich and sending it home. That's true. That's very true. I think they should start to think more about that. Think more about how it would be if the boss was home. Let the boss think about um, how would I feel engaged? What mm-hmm. can I, you know, what can they do so that I feel engaged? And hopefully keep that up a little bit because you're right, it tends to sort of slack off. Oh, for sure. And, you know, along those lines, we have a, a vertical learn something series. Mm-hmm. And last month we had a, a chef come in and we cooked, um, we made cookies. So everybody had a list of materials in advance and you put your video up in your kitchen and you had everything ready to go. And, you know, in 45 minutes, we all got to learn a little bit more about baking a specific kind of cookie. And uh, we had an analyst online. It worked out really neat asking questions. You know, why would you use one pan over another? And we used the video technology. You know, actually, we, we did it over at 8 by 8 And uh, and then tomorrow, we're going to be doing, actually, I think it's Wednesday, is a, a painting class. So once a month to bring somebody in because now that everybody's remote, and that was another example of bringing everybody together, and it worked really well. That sounds like fun. Yeah, you're welcome to join us. Well, thank you. That would be fun. <laughs> Good Lord. Right. You know, doing a painting class at home with a group on video, that'd be neat. Mm-hmm. How can people learn more about the technology options available to them? You know, if they've got any kind of questions, we have um, a vertical.com talk show landing page specifically for anybody that wants to hear more about it. Anybody that's interested in talking to an engineer um, has specific questions. And, and that's one of the nice things about working at Vertical, that the, the you know, engineers are available, they're willing to help, and you have easy access. So just a, an easy way to get in, so to learn more about technology options, prepare for what comes next for a company, or request time with an engineer. You can go to vertical.com forward slash talk show. Huh. Uh, what would the charge for that be? Oh, there's not a charge. There's not a charge, no. Um, in fact, from a consultant program, we're a marketing program. And basically what we want to do is educate the consultants, let them know about the different products that we carry. And, and we're also a Mitel Platinum partner. I probably need to mention that. It's not just 8 by 8 and we have different phone solutions. So, and, oh, so you uh, have more all- than just one. Oh, sure. Yeah. In fact, that's what's neat about Vertical, too, is that we have several different solutions. So when the engineers have a conversation, they can understand what the requirements are of the end user and then be able to make a recommendation on on which way to go. And and a lot of times with end users, you know, in the beginning of the bid process, they're not quite sure which direction to head. But then Mm -hmm. after understanding and having those conversations, you know, do they want to keep their equipment on site and be on-prem? Or do they want to have someone else handle it and have it in the cloud and, you know, have a remote capability? Mm -hmm. So 
But no, there's no charge. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to, to learn more about it for um, end users and, and find out what might be right. And, you know, it's another nice thing about Vertical, too, is that we take it from the beginning to the end. We're not uh, a company that's going to go out and sell the product and pass you off to somebody else. You know, our company will we'll sell it, we'll install it, we'll support it, and we'll bill you for it. <laughs> but as far as the consultants, we, that's, that's just a marketing program. You know, we get to know the consultants and the organizations, and, and hopefully we can find value for them, and they can make sure that they help educate their end users. Well, what is the difference between going to, say, um, the vendor directly or using a consultant? Well, the consultants bring a lot of education into a situation. It's like when you're running a bank and and you know all about the banking activities. And the uh, let's say that the bank wants to implement additional capabilities for technology. Maybe it's communication, maybe it's security, maybe it's, it's an area where they don't have that specific expertise. So that's when they'd hire in a consultant because that's all the consultants do is focus on the technology. And actually they amaze me because sometimes it's more difficult, you know, to keep up with all the different manufacturers just from my perspective, but the consultants keep track of everybody. So they're, they're very busy, they're knowledgeable. And, and they get hired in, you know, as a technical resource, much like a, an attorney is hired in for an end user to do a specific job. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, the company's moving. So if the, if the organization needs help moving their technology and there are a lot of pieces to handle, they, they may bring a consultant in to help with that. It may be what they call a greenfield, which is a brand new opportunity. And the consultant may come in and have a conversation and determine what their needs are. And then based on their knowledge, they will come back to the companies they're aware of that will offer a solution for that end user. In fact, that's probably an area where I should mention the SETC, the Society of Communication Technology Consultants. You know, the SETC is an organization where they are able to stay closer to the vendors because Mm -hmm. we do educational webinars for them and they have an inside resource. And as far as, you know, Vertical and our consultant collaboration program, it's not a requirement to be a member of SETC or anything else. Anybody can leverage the program. You can come in as a consultant and sign up. And we don't want to spam anybody, so we can get you to sign up. But as far as being able to provide content and educational materials and access to the engineers and those sort of things. So the consultants provide you know, value to their clients, and um, the consultants are able to reach out to the vendors and, based on their knowledge, make the process easier for their end users. Okay. I remember you just invited me to a learning session. Mm-hmm. Remember that? What was that all about? Well, the Learn Something series, and it's actually on Twitter as well. So it's an opportunity to come in and meet an artist. This one, she's coming in on Wednesday, and she's actually an art expert. And just an opportunity to use the technology. So you'll get to come in on 8x8 and use the, the capability and see. I think what happens really when you come in, you're able to not think about the technology and just enjoy it. And that's really what makes it work. I mean, today's technology is a whole lot easier to use than, you know, all the jokes we used to hear about, are you on? Okay. Oh, did you leave? Oh, you know, you don't hear that anymore. You know, it's a great, right. a great time. So not only with this 
all that's happening in the industry right now and in the world, having a little break, you know, get away, be able to use the technology, and maybe meet a couple new people. And there is an opportunity, too, that she has a raffle so that if you do have a, a lead and you want to have a, you know, somebody wants a communication system, there's always a little catch, right? Um, <laughs> there's always something for something, right? <laughs> so that if they have a, if they have a lead, a, um, a system they're interested in, questions, you know, then they can be in a drawing. Um, and last month when we had the, the cookies, it was, um, it was a cookie prize. So this year it'll be something, or the next Wednesday it'll be something about um, painting. Oh, I also understand you have a happy hour. <laughs> we have one for the Vendor Advisory Council. Mm-hmm. So the SCTC that I mentioned is uh, made up of two different types of members, the consultant members and then the vendor members, and we call it the Vendor Advisory Council or the VAC. And so when all of this happened, the consultants, and actually you can see that on Twitter and everybody's welcome. Again, you don't have to be a member to participate in either of the two things I'll mention. One is the Fireside Chats on Wednesdays, and you can find that information on Twitter. You can also find it on the SCTC Consultant website. And it's an opportunity to hear about what's happening in the industry, which is, it's been, we've had about 50 consultants attend, 50 consultants and vendors on a weekly basis, which is kind of neat. Wow. And then every other Thursday in the afternoon, we'll do just a happy hour to connect with everybody and see how they're doing. And it's really a great opportunity just to, to see everybody again in the Hollywood Square style and and have conversations. Last week, we had a, a conversation about uh, people that we met that were famous, and we were sharing pictures. So it's really a good group, very knowledgeable, nice people, um, just a great organization and a, a great group of people. Oh, somebody famous that you've met. Okay, so who did you meet? <laughs> well, I used uh, Patrick Duffy. I was on Dallas years ago. Really? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my picture was with Patrick Duffy. That was pretty neat. Were you, like, on the show? Yeah, I was an extra on the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I actually got to meet Patrick Duffy and a couple of the other people, and it was uh, it was really interesting. In fact, now to see him on the Hallmark Channel is kind of fun. Yeah, that would that would be fun. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know that I ever met somebody famous. Oh, yeah, I did. I met Rich meet? Rich Little. Rich Little had dinner. Interesting. Actually, had dinner. Most of the younger people would not even know who he is, but um, had dinner with him. Uh, wow. In Las Vegas, believe it or not, of all the places. And it was really interesting into the fact that um, we, you know, normal talk around the table, and they were talking like normal things. Um, you know, uh, just, you know, the price of milk, not really, but that type of stuff. Nothing show busy or, um, hey, look at me or anything else. Just normal conversation. I was really, really surprised. You know, we had one of our consultants last week that uh, he knew a famous hockey player. And when he sat down, he said, oh, you wanted to have a chat? He said, yes, but we'll talk about anything but hockey. You know, he's like, they always want to talk about hockey. This guy said, no hockey, you know, happy to chat with you, but that's off the table. Well, I can imagine, you know, somebody like a hockey player. 
um, that's all he talks all day long. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Let's change the subject. Yeah, let's change the something into something that's more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when it's yep. I guess when it's your livelihood, you really would like to talk about something else. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying the the um, stars like to talk about something else. You know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yep. Instead of their livelihood. Yeah, you know. And, you know, it's kind of funny, though. Some people eat it up. Other people, maybe maybe they're not in the right industry. Or maybe they just, you know, want to branch out a little bit. You're right. Absolutely. Hmm. So, that- um, as we're talking about remote working, um, what type of equipment do I need at home other than... You know, do I need, I know I have a computer and I have a telephone and I have a router. Anything else? You know what? As far as equipment, you really need a plan. You know, as far as if you're working remote, it's important to have a plan and, and work your plan. So, for example, you've got your equipment and that's only part of it. You know, it's, it's really important to have a goal, you know, mm-hmm. establish your goals. What do you want to accomplish for the day? And then, you know... A plan for going forward. Oh, okay. In fact, um, have you heard the speech by the Navy SEAL, if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed? No, I don't think I have. It's really neat. You can Google it. And basically he says, you know, every day you need to start off by making your bed, and that's what they do. The Navy SEALs are required. That's and then, true. You know, of course, with the military and all that. But the, the detail behind that is every day you'll have completed your first task of the day. And it's actually a really good feeling. You know, I'm, I'm very persistent about that now. And it used to be I would do a pretty good job at it. But now it's like, okay, that's done. Next project. What's going on? Sort of get you uh, in the mood. There you go. <laughs> yep. The mood to get things done. Yeah. And actually, Absolutely. when you have kids at home, it's probably easier to have a schedule. And when they're going to school or when you have to homeschool them, you know, it's easier to have a schedule and get going because sometimes people are like, oh, it's a little difficult. Actually, I had a, a lady on well, my team a while back. Wait just that, a second because um, talking about keeping on schedule, oh, we're, yes. it's time for our commercial break. Okay. So we will be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Tired of the get-rich-quick or how-to-flip-home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Telecom Talk. To reach Pat Pittman or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to ppittman at stonegate-consulting.com. That's p-p-i-t-t-m-o-n at stonegate-consulting.com. Now, back to Telecom Talk. Well, welcome back. I'm here with Fran Blackburn with Vertical Communications, and we were talking about ways to keep people involved. Um, you were going to tell us a story, Fran? <laughs> uh, yes. I had a, a lady on my team that she didn't have kids, and she did work remote. So to in, store, in order to start her day and get her day rolling, she would oftentimes go out and run an errand first thing in the morning before, before she started her work day. And when she didn't have an errand, she would even sometimes get in the car, drive around the block, and then she would come in ready for her day. So it was an opportunity where she would get up in the morning, get dressed, she's ready for work, and being able to have that little time in the car really started her day. So it was really kind of neat. You know, I think as a remote worker, um, you have to have a mindset of being a remote worker, that you're still part of an organization. You still have to um, get that business feel to you. Uh, when I worked for longtime EDS, they had a very strict uh, dress code. But it was there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you dress, you sort of like lived up to the, your dress, so to speak. If you came in in chinos and a shirt, you'd be a whole lot more casual than if you came in in a suit and tie. Now, I'm not saying wear a suit and tie while you're being a remote worker, but it's something to consider, you know, not being in your pajamas, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. It changes your whole attitude. And Doesn't it? If you're going to get up and there are a lot of people that would wear suit and tie, you know, before everybody moved home. Mm-hmm. So if you're on video and you're working, especially, you know, across the pond and you've got professional people over there and, you know, I actually have an office in my house and um, it's, it could be an office in any building and you want to come in and you're ready for work and you're serious about it. I mean, it's, it's very different than if you are a writer maybe and you have one of those lap pads and you write from anywhere, whether it's the living room or the patio or, you know, wherever it might be. But typically in our industry in the business, you're you're up and you're ready to go. It's you know, the technology industry, if you're serious about it, is not in your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I also I also felt that um 
there's a difference, a mindset difference between um, working remote and working from home. Yeah, that's interesting. When we were talking about that the other day, I think Mm -hmm. it's also melding, right? Right. It's also, depending on the the, uh, terminology and working remote, is now from anywhere, right? You right. could be on a mountain, you could be on your boat, you could be you know, working remote, and with the technology, especially all your smartphones, and you've got your applications, and 8x8 comes on that uh, smartphone as well, and along with Mitel, and it's easy. You can do it from anywhere. Actually, my manager had um, a call out um, in the plains of Colorado. He was actually on vacation, but he would, took a call, and our, this was one of the customers that one of the consultants I worked with had a call with them, and, and they were really impressed. You could do it from anywhere, but you could. You could work from anywhere, and working remote and, and working at home. I mean, being able to work from home is very valuable. You've got the tools, and you're still able to do anything, and I think it's still a mindset, right? It's, are you serious about it? And it depends on the person, too. So there are some people that probably need to, to go into a location to be able to work and, and then leave it there and come home. Yeah, I think you're right. I do believe that um, I myself, as a remote worker, was much more focused when I was remote. And I stayed that way. You know, Once I walked into my office, I was at work. And... Mm-hmm. You know, I had that mindset. I did not even get up and put in a load of washed. Although now my doctor tells me I'm going to have to get up and walk around once an hour, which is also a good practice for anybody working at home, working remote, is to make sure you get up and walk around at least once an hour. Even if it's to just go and get a drink of water, you've got to get up and walk around. Absolutely. Yep. You've got to make sure that you've got that balance and, and be able to do that walk. It's, uh, it's important long-term to be able to do that. You're absolutely right. Do you feel that more employers are now um, accepting remote workers working more than they did before? Oh, absolutely. you got, uh, in fact, if you look at the different companies, the big companies, like Facebook, with their 41,000 employees, Mark Zuckerberg said that as many as 50% are going to be working remotely within the next five to 10 years. And then Twitter, with 4,900 employees, you know, they will forever work from home. You know, Square has 3,800 employees, and they're going to let their employees work from home permanently as well. Wow. And then another one, Google, 61,000 employees, expects its staff to work from home until at least 2021. So it's, uh, you know, people are moving home. I know my husband loves it. You know, his, we have a floor between us, and, and we'll meet for lunch now, and I eat better now, now that he's um, <laughs> more local. You probably but, eat, uh, period. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I do. <laughs> yeah, in the old days, it was kind of funny. He would say... Um, I would get, uh, like, frozen lunches, and I have a refrigerator in the in the basement, and he goes, you want me to put them down here? I'm like, no, put it on the main floor. I want to go out to lunch. But, uh, yeah, it's it's difficult to get up. When you love what you do, and you're in the mm-hmm. middle of projects, and you're enjoying it, it's tough to move. Oh, great. Really I find yeah. the same thing. You know, there's times that I'm just hours working on a spreadsheet, working on a presentation, doing research, um, and I forget where I am. It's like, oh, yeah. 
Whoa, yeah. Now, that's another area. You need to set targets for your work-life balance, you know. Yeah. What is it you want to accomplish in your personal life, you know, figure out that mix that works for you. You know, if you're not running kids around or you're going to soccer practice or something like that and you're really focused on your work, you really need to make time for those things you really like to do. But actually, I'm guilty of this. I would disappear and feed the dogs on the lower level, and then I wouldn't come back upstairs. I'd disappear back into my office. <laughs> <laughs> Say. <laughs> Actually, my um, uh, one of the folks that I used to work with, she sent me a closed sign from my door so that when I when I would leave for the day, you know, supposedly it's closed. I mean, I always had my phone and was available, and uh, and that didn't always work. But it was kind of a mental mental reminder. Yeah, I think I found it way too easy, and still do, to think of something at eight o'clock at night and go in and work for another hour. Oh yeah, and I should. Really not do that. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you enjoy it, and you just don't make a habit out of it, right? True. And sometimes, you know, you've been working on a problem, and an, the answer jumps out at you. And to me, that's mm-hmm. the time to work on it, not try and put it off to the next day, because I'd forget it by then. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. I keep a piece of paper and pen on my headboard. I'm, I'm really good at writing in the dark. Well, you are good. <laughs> I don't want to forget. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are the final thoughts you'd like to leave with us today as we get, well, somewhat close to the end of the show? You know, some of the things we've been talking about, that the technology really is a tool. And we're still in the people business, just kind of like we've been having this conversation. And if you treat people the way you want to be treated, support your customers with the respect that everyone deserves, and offer the best solutions available. You know, it's a win for everybody. Actually, at Vertical, the support is called the Vertical Difference, which is exciting. Hmm. So it's, yeah, the Vertical Difference is what we base everything on, and, and it's really exciting to be able to work with people that, that have that, you know, take that to heart. I bet. What's next for Fran? Ah, well, I'll leave you with the, the Vertical.com talk show. I'm working more with consultants, and Mm -hmm. we're looking for what's going to happen when we move out of this, right? So we have educational pieces online at vertical.com about where things are headed and the different technology. And I would say that if there's a, a consultant that wants information in a specific area, just needs to let us know so that we can make sure that information is available. Because as people reevaluate, you know, did this make sense? Are we going to keep some people at home? Do we have to have some people in the brick and mortar? You know, where are the costs? What worked? What didn't work? How can we improve on this? How can we work together? Those sorts of things. So it's going to be interesting as things start opening up on the technology side, you know, what do we need to do to improve? Because I think the world's going to continue to be just a little bit different than we had before this happened. Yeah, I was just going to say, I bet going forward, um, it is definitely going to be different. Not spilling any, you know, uh, company secrets or anything, but where does Vertical see um, this industry going in the next couple of years? I think as far as Vertical itself, we've really been practicing, you know, that um, vertical difference and the customer support we provide for our, our customers. We work very closely with our manufacturers, you know, with 8x8 and with Mitel, 
so that as the technology changes and as our customers change, we can work closely with them to make sure those capabilities that they need continue to progress. And I think from a, a customer service perspective that you're going to keep seeing that. And it's, it's just really a great opportunity for us. It's, uh, you know, we've had some awards recently as well from, one of them was from Eastern Management Group, and we were number one in three out of ten categories. Wow. Customer service focused. Yep. And that was from, that was from our end users. You know, it didn't involve us at all. They didn't survey us. They surveyed the end users, and it was over a thousand in each category. Whew. That sounds great. You guys are doing yeah. it, I guess. You know, um, that's, you know, I think believe from anybody's perspective, customer service and serving the customer, uh, which can sometimes be two different things, um, is very, very upfront. Not a lot of people know a lot about t- technology, especially today's technology in the telecommunications industry. Um, we have our own language. Yeah, we talk like cloud. Um, and don't really yep. tell anybody what cloud is. Yep. Well, and that's why the engineers are so great. And I always, always would like to work with the engineers that I say speak English. You know, they're very technical. But the, the group that I work with, uh, they're incredible when they work with the consultant, not only and consultant and the customers. Not only do they have a great customer service focus, but they've got the technology understanding that they can explain it like I say, in English, and help people understand. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. And if, and if a company needs help, absolutely, they're available. Like I said, if the easiest way would be the vertical.com forward slash talk show mm-hmm. based on today. And, you know, any, there's a lot of information out there on the vertical.com website. So it's, it's exciting. It really is. I bet. And it's an industry, you know, since I've been in this industry, which has been a long time, um, you know, I started out when there was no choice at all. You know, it was the Bell system or the Bell system. Right. And the changes that have happened over the years are earth-shattering. And really, who would I never would have thought of it or thought about it when I was first in the telecommunication industry that it would evolve to where it is today. Yep. Well, and this weekend, right, we had another first where we had a live conversation in color with people on the space station that's true so it's a lot's happened in the last 20 years yeah who could ever have imagined that no kidding well it looks like we've about come to the end of the show fran um i can't tell you how thrilled i am to have have you as a guest it's been fun i hope everybody out there uh had something to think about Think about, you know, going remote or working remote or what's the best way to keep your remote people engaged. And until next week, this is Pat Pittman from Telcom Talk. Thank you for making Telcom Talk a part of your week. Be sure to join host Pat Pittman for another episode next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll connect again next week.